everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast. I am the Father Brian. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Well, we're skipping a person because Lamo McLamerson decided not to join us because, probably because we're old, I don't know. Um, my name's Corey. I, I don't have to say who I am. All right, you should know I'm no one's mom point. here at this table. Wait, am I? No. If you were, that would be a little weird. It's weird. We're all the same age. <laughs> right. And we have a guest today. Hi, I'm Jessica. Um, my husband is Mike Alvarez from the Boogeyman's Closet, so you can say I am Mrs. Boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Boogeyman. Well, welcome. Hello. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. You're also Caleb's mom. Yes, I am Caleb's yes. mom. <laughs> and she always gets, she's always shows up in your uh, romper room mirror, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not going to today, because I can see her. She's right in front of me. <laughs> Don't need a mayor. Yep. So um, so thank you all for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, as Corey said, unfortunately, uh, Brendan is going to be out for this episode, which really kind of bummed me out, because I felt like I had a lot that I wanted to talk about with this particular episode with a younger generation. Um, so a little bummed about that, but unfortunately, we just couldn't make it work. Um, so... So here we go. So without any further ado, why don't we jump in? And we were already talking about it, so why not get into our Romper Room shout-out? I'm going off the cuff today as well. Oh, and boy. we all know that ends up very badly, but I don't care. Whatever. Um, all right. Where is my magic mirror? Oh, there it is. Guess what? It's not dirty today. Oh, it's not dirty No, today. it's not. I only do that to tick Brendan well, it's only been it a, works. And it's only been a week, so. And it works. That's my job as a parent, to take everyone off, and they can't do anything about it. Correct. Like London can. She can stop answering me, but she knows I'll just persistently text message her and then threaten to go drive two hours to get her if she doesn't text message me back. <laughs> so That has happened. But it has happened. That's I'm a true a story. I'm an old lady, and you just saw what happened with my dad, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what parents do. All right, so let's see. Who do I see? Well, let's. Speaking of the Boogeyman's Closet, I see Mike and Susie and Maurice of the Boogeyman's Closet. Go give it a listen if you're over 18 or if your parents don't care about you. <laughs> um, I see my friend Caleb, but Jess isn't with him because she's with me. Sorry, Caleb. <laughs> I see Carl and Patrick and Lindsay. And Baby, host of the Goo Goo Gaga Hour, sponsored by Masterclass. I see Buffalo's own Don Johnson, my friend Joey. I see my best friend Timothy. Uh, Jay, Amy, Jasmine. I think I said everyone. Teresa. Listeners, listeners old and new, and who don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get on to the new people. <laughs> or the real people. Or the new people. Or the new, the real new people. You always throw some new people in there every time. Uh, no, this is just the people that I pretend I know and I tell everyone I know until I get the cease and desist from them. <gasps> the secret's out. Oh no, <laughs> edit this out. Uh, hello TJ and Cash and Karen and Georgia and Sterling K. Brown, because that's his name. Ster- if I actually knew him, I'd call him Sterling K. Brown. That's just a good blend. Sure. Uh, John Mulaney, Nick Kroll, uh, Pete Davidson, who else? Durs, Adam, Blake, and Kyle. Um, who else? Bill Hader, Fred Armisen, Andy Samberg, Colin Jost, and Michael Che, 
and Peter Cetera and also um, Peter Frampton, Sonic Youth, <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins, Cypress Hill, and of course, my best friend, Silver Fox himself, Mr. Dick Gear. We did it. We did it! It's done. You'll hear a lot more of this because we have the window open and those football people are out there. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, our apologies. You might hear some yelling in the background because uh, we have some neighbors that really like football and it's... watch it all day Sunday. So if you hear anything, our apologies. Maybe we can edit it out. We'll see what happens. But you might hear a, yeah, every once in a while. And so. it's not because we're mentioning Dick Gear. I mean, it should be. It should be. <laughs> Everyone should uh Cheer, cheer, for, for, Dick cheer for Dick Gear. Cheer for Dick Gear. Cheer for Dick Gear. No, cheer for gear. <laughs> Please, someone put that on a shirt and send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you would be interested in send, making a shirt and sending it to Corey, yeah. you would need our information. So to, in order to do that, why don't you email us? You can get us at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod. Or on Facebook, so it's come with the number two this. What about Twitter? We don't talk about Twitter. No. All right. No more Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) So before I move on, um, we do have a guest here, obviously. And I think now would be a good time just to kind of get to know our guest a little bit. Obviously, we know her, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't. Um, How did you get here? She just showed up. (laughs) Why are you in my house? (laughs) So, Jess, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of tell us about your experience with the Simpsons, you know, whether it was something you watched as a kid, whether you're still watching it now. I know there's kind of a, another connection to the show with your son and things like that. So just anything you want to talk about, about the show, you know, how you feel about it and whatever. Um, I've been watching it since the beginning, Mm -hmm. a million years ago. Um, I was probably about nine when it came out and I thought I was such a such a bad little girl for watching the show <laughs> that was on after like eight o'clock mm-hmm. i just i've been going through a lot of fo- old photographs lately and i just came across me like at 10 years old with a pink bart simpson shirt on nice. i was like oh my god i remember that shirt i thought i was so cool i think i had the same shirt mine is pink <laughs> yes yeah, bright pink yeah. yep mm-hmm. um so yeah, I've been watching it a long time. I kind of fell, fell out of watching it, like, you know, as an adult. Mm-hmm. You just, you know. Very as old. most of us did. Yes. Um, but then my son discovered it, and he loved it, and watched all the seasons, like, <laughs> we were watching it for a very long time, <laughs> like three months. So now we watch it, and we make sure uh, to sit and watch the Halloween episodes as a family, definitely, because uh, we all love those. Yes. So, which... I'm sure if you're a listener, you know, because my husband, Mike, was on the Halloween yep. one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's weird having watched it as a kid and introducing my son to it, even though he might be a little too young for it, but, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, but now, like, you know, we kind of talked about that in our last episode when Don was here, um, about how he kind of mentioned how, it, you know, it seemed like one of those shows that you felt like you you were getting away with something like you mentioned Mm -hmm. and that like you know like even though it wasn't that bad you like he said like you know i'd watch it and like my parents thought it was fine because it was a cartoon and it's like i felt like i was putting one over on them because i knew better but really like if you look at it now it's pretty tame yes definitely a lot of stuff that's out there you know like i mean obviously there was a big uproar about it when it first came out right but then like like i said you look at it in 
2021 eyes and it's just like very it's tame. cute yeah yeah compared to yeah things. well they started it and then everybody just kind of kept taking up in it notch yes. until right. you, you know until you get the stuff we have now where yep there are some cartoons where <laughs> caleb will try to watch them and i'm like no like <laughs> i didn't want to explain what he hasn't these things tried are. to watch big mouth has he uh he wants to really <laughs> yeah, badly no, keep away yeah from that. yeah that is i love that show it's hysterical yes, but it yeah is. it's not okay for a nine-year-old i don't no. want to answer those questions quite yet yes correct <laughs> <laughs> definitely not, not so. Yet. um so i guess um with that obviously like seeing your son get really into it and things like that like is there anything that you like has there been anything that you've had to talk about with him like because i know you did say like well maybe he's a little too young Mm -hmm. for this and not that they really do too much but has there been anything that's come up where he's either mentioned something or you're like i don't know if i really want to talk about this or like has there been anything that's happened like nothing that that i can think of but that's because my kid's like nine going on 40 so right (laughs) (laughs) he really is yeah he's he's a little professor so yeah yeah nothing much Yeah. yeah i was just curious yeah so all right well thank you for sharing your story and again thanks for being here today Yay. we really appreciate it um because we've actually been trying to do this for quite a while yeah um we'll talk about kind of the story what episode we chose and why we chose it in a little bit but it basically goes all the way back to a facebook post that uh jess posted and we kind of mentioned and we were like oh you know you should come on to the podcast and talk mm-hmm. about this episode and that was like months ago yeah that was yeah. around <laughs> Easter because I was in Florida was oh my yeah gosh. I was in Florida at the time with my dad my and my son and we were watching because when we travel Caleb brings his Simpsons right of Fox course sets. he does yes <laughs> so he can watch it before he goes to sleep he right. watches Aww. it every night before he goes to sleep um and I watched it and I was like oh my god this is real yeah. trippy yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. So, yeah, so we'll get, definitely get more into that uh, once we get into the episode and start talking about it, because, yeah, there's definitely an experience I had about this when I was a kid watching it mm. versus now. Now, yeah. exactly. Mm. Definitely yeah. a, a t- totally different feel. So, But we'll get to that in a moment. So um, just real quick, our Eye on Springfield segment. Um, so, Corey, I don't know if you knew this, oh. but The Simpsons once again predicted the future. Oh, my God. <laughs> What now? No. So this time it was the fate of the Disney store. So on January 12, 2003, The Simpsons aired a season 14, episode 8 episode called The Dad Who, Dad Who Knew Too Little, which had an external shot of Springfield Mall with signage that read, Now Disney Store Free. So was this a prediction? A coincidence? I'll leave it up to you to decide. I, uh... Listen, they they need to stop with all this. Oh, it's the never. Simpsons predicted the future, because like a lot of this is coincidence. Like the show has been on for thirty years. Listen, they think it's funny, and it is funny, but I wouldn't yeah. say they're predicting the future. And plus, too, with what they do and how they always poke, right? You know, at different things, it's like sooner or later something's just going to kind of match up, yeah, and work for them. So. Uh, but anyways, uh, moving on from that, um, Simpsons producer Matt Selman. Did he predict the future? He did not, oh. but he was talking about the uh, season premiere of episode 30, th- or season 33. Um, so I know, Corey, you and I watched it. Yeah. Um, Jess, I don't know if you guys saw we it We haven't or not, watched but... it yet, no. So basically what happens is, I'm not going to give away too much or anything, okay. but it is a fully musical episode, mm-hmm. and it features Kristen Bell. Um, We kind of talked about this already on a previous episode. It was cute. But 
once again, this episode is reframing the margin homer history. <laughs> so for people that are familiar with the show, of course, you know, like they had many episodes that said Homer and Marge met in the 70s, grew up and everything like that, because obviously when the show premiered, they were the right age for that to happen. Mm -hmm. As the show has been progressing and moving on, they have kind of reworked that timeline many times. And, you know, we've talked about this before that they said that there really is no continuity to the show. They just do anything that they think is funny. So in this particular episode, Homer and Marge were in high school in the year 2000 or in 1999. Because, yeah, uh, I know. Oh, yeah. right. God. Right. That makes us third. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, that makes them younger. Yep. Yeah, that makes oh, yeah a little bit younger That's than a us. Punch in the gut, ain't <laughs> it? Yep, yep. <laughs> so, but in this episode, Marge is uh, she's in charge of a musical at the high school. It's all about uh, the year two thousand and like all the stuff that was supposedly supposed to happen. Oh, it was about Y two K. Now I don't know if I want to watch this. I'm probably just start crying. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. I did enjoy it. Was it. Cute. it was pretty good. It was. But anyway, a lot of fans are angry because, of course, they reworked the timeline again. And um, like they did last year, they reworked it where Homer was in high school in the 90s and he was really into alternative music and Nirvana and stuff like that. So Matt Selman uh, responded to this and he spoke to Variety about it and he expressed hope that the episode makes fans angry. (laughs) And he noted the fact that this isn't the first time the show's been somewhat loose with the timelines. And he said, quote, I hope this episode makes the fans who canonized Homer and Marge being in their teens in the 90s angry, the way like generation before that, the people that were angry that Homer and Marge were teens in the 80s, he said. They've been teens in every decade, and everyone's angry that we've rewritten it. (laughs) He went on to the note that the show's writers continue to challenge themselves with new twists to keep the show fresh. He also said, if you're doing episodes that don't feel at least a little bit new or like you're trying something different, it's boring. Selman continued, you want each show to have a unique identity. It's one of our main goals is to give each episode a big idea, a big visual thing, a big emotion, and a big character thing. And my last thing today is, um, has anyone heard of Revolution Beauty? What? It is a cosmetics line. Nope. Okay. Is well, it if it isn't color pop <laughs> or urban decay? Well, apparently they are introducing a lineup inspired by Treehouse of Horror. What? So ahead of Halloween, the brand is launching products inspired by The Simpsons and the series special Treehouse of Horror annual Halloween episodes. The full collection is set to include seventeen products, including a mini highlighter palette two eyeshadow palettes, a lip kit, a blending sponge, and a lip mask. Are you going to get those? Yes, for myself. Oh, nice. Of the two (laughs) eyeshadow palettes, one will feature eight pigmented shades, while the other comes with 30 bright colors and matte and metallic finishes. The products and eyeshadow shades are all named after specific themes and characters features in Treehouse of Horror segments, and no item is priced over $25. Hang on. Let me see if that's true. Oh, I want that. Oh, that's cute. That's super cute. It's a London-based... Yeah, so they said it was actually supposed to be first released uh, yesterday, so October 2nd. So prior to that, people could do like pre-orders, but it looks like it's available now. Oh, yeah. The Raven, Spooktacular. That's a lie, Shadow. Yeah, one of them I think is like 30 different shades or something. I'm way too old for that color palette. (laughs) This looks like London stuff. Yeah. 
I like the bag. Alien Maggie. Yeah, the bag's really cute. So you give it your approval. I, that's what you're I, saying. I do. Look at that. You actually were interested in an Ion Springfield thing. Uh, it won't happen again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's makeup and Holly. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's all I have for that. Um, Corey, has you got any news and views today? Uh, I do. I'll start with the biggest one first. Well, the biggest one to me. Britney Spears won her uh, case against her father, so he's no longer, um, he no longer has conservative ship over her, which is great. And now California is uh, introducing new laws to prevent stuff like that from happening, which is huge. Way to go, Britney Spears. I hope you don't blow all of your money. Let's hope this doesn't come back to fire yeah, her. In the yeah, I hope it's not like Britney Spears now broke just like MZ Hammer. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, Britney, I had high hopes for you. Uh, Timothy, but at least she'd what? be making her own decisions well, to get there. Good or bad, yes. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is going to be young Willy Wonka. He was cast in... I guess it's a prequel? Yeah, I, I don't really walk again. I think it's on yeah. Netflix, right? I, I don't think it's going to be a show. Oh, yeah, because Roald Dolls, they just bought a whole they bunch bought of Roald Dolls. All of it. Yeah. yeah and okay. isn't Taika involved with it? think so but i hope it's gene wilder willy wonka and not johnny depp willy wonka <laughs> i still think that willy, no johnny depp, willy he was wonka terrifying was he was terrifying kind of is supposed to be though but gene wilder i know there's a reason Raul Dahl doesn't like the gene wilder version though <sighs> there's a reason Ron Raul Dahl doesn't like you okay he doesn't like you oh that's too bad. <laughs> he messaged me on our Ouija board table runner. <laughs> I was going to say he's... No, no, I got the message. Okay. He also listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. R.I.P. Uh, Carl Clemens Hopkins, who's in the TV show Hacks. Now, I've never seen the TV show, but I think this is really cool. Which we do have to watch at some point. Sure. Very good things about it. So, Carl Clemens Hopkins is non-binary, and they were the first non-binary person to be nominated for Supporting Actor, and at the Emmys, they wore the colors of the non-binary flag, which I think is amazing, especially for all the kids out there who are non-binary and whatever, whatever they want to be. You do you, children. And that's all I have for today. All right. Well, thank you for that. I didn't want to draw it too far out. All right. And and there was nothing really going on except Selena Gomez stuff, and I don't care. Yeah. Well, and SNL came back last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Watch it yet, so. so we'll see. Apparently, Pete Davidson had this skit as a Dog the Bounty Hunter oh, no. looking for that Brian Laundrie guy who allegedly yes. murdered his poor girlfriend, and uh, everyone's like, Either they're like, this is amazing, and I love it, or they're like, I hate it, and F.U. Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, and I heard that there was a nice tribute to Norm MacDonald. Yes, on uh, Weekend Update. Which I think was a very nice thing for them to do, especially with the circumstances of him leaving the show and everything. And, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they held any ill will towards him or anything, but and I think, thought that was a nice act. I think Davidson was involved in that, too. I saw a picture of it. And he was wearing a t-shirt with Norm MacDonald's face oh, on it. Very nice. I love Pete Davidson. I don't know if you guys know this, but I do. <laughs> yes, and R.I.P. Uh, Norm. Because I don't think we mentioned that. We didn't mention that. I 
really slack the last episode. I didn't have anything prepared, and <laughs> ugh, it was a mess. All right. Well. Sorry. Much better this thank time. Thank you. Are you going <laughs> to say you. Th- thank you? I thought I already did thank you. You didn't. But maybe I did. But thank you. But who's keeping score? Apparently you are. I am. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into our episode today. As we were mentioning, uh, there was a post that um, Jess posted on Facebook, um, apparently over Easter. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long Very ago. Very long time ago. But um, where she brought up the episode Homer Palooza. And so, Jess, of course, I'm not going to ask you to read the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Go find it. I can't remember. But do you remember, exactly like, what roughly said. what you said in the post? Just watching it, <laughs> they were using my parents' music as proof that Homer was old, mm-hmm. while using my music while proving that Bart and Lisa were young. And now that music that was for the young folks is now for the parents yes and my brain just kind of stopped and didn't really know i'm like uh, mm, uh <laughs> hmm. so i didn't really know how to process it yes <laughs> yeah it, it was kind of uh it kind of messed with your yeah. mind a bit yeah when you look at it yeah. now yes so, for so sure. i'm like wait a second yeah yeah so yeah it was funny and i think you even said to us like hey you guys should do that episode which was always one we wanted to do mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know what? If we're going to do it, we're going to have you on. So, okay. and like I mentioned, we had been trying to make this work for a long time. <laughs> Forever. And unfortunately, schedules just weren't match- uh-huh. matching up and everything Kids like COVID that. Kids COVID work. And mm-hmm. so like this week, I was like, all right, I'm going to try it again. So I messaged Jess and she's like, actually, I think we can make that work. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so here we go. Uh, Homer Palooza is our episode. This is our 49th episode. Uh, so this came from season seven. It is episode 24 and is the 152nd overall episode. It is uh, production code 3F21, and it originally aired on May 19th, 1996. It was directed by Wes Archer. It was written by Brent Forrester, and there are many guest stars in this particular episode. I'm just going to list the actual bands rather than all of their names. Uh, but it guest starred Peter Frampton, uh, Cypress Hill, Sonic Youth, and the Smashing Pumpkins. There was no chalkboard gag in this, and the couch gag is the family enters into a black light haze as they're kind of like glowing green. (laughs) Uh, Lighting returns to normal when Homer turns on the lights. So, yeah, it Mm -hmm. was just, okay, great, Mm -hmm. is what it is. So before we jump in here, just a few things I noticed about this episode that I found out. Um, So the early working title for this episode was originally supposed to be Homer Simpson in Let Your Freak Flag Fly. Uh, the entire story of this episode was developed by David Cohen. Uh, you may know him from Futurama. Although it was written by Brent Forrester, who felt that Cohen at least deserved a story by credit. So he did give him credit for that, which I think is nice. Uh, this is kind of an interesting story. So uh, Brent Forrester, in order to do research for this episode, he went to one of the Lollapalooza concerts, <laughs> which he thought would be a fun little perk but apparently ended up to be a horrible experience for him. Oh, no! (laughs) So, several of the jokes in this episode are based on his experiences. He saw cameras being seized and thrown in the garbage. He saw numerous advertisements. Several, quote, sour-faced teens. There was a real freak show, which was called the Jim Rose Circus. Yes, I remember that. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. And at one point, a stranger approached Forrester and asked... How's it going, Narc? <laughs> but 
did anyone throw away his homemade Kahlua? No. Um, and apparently the reason that question was asked is he had a recorder to record his notes on. So he was walking around with a quarter. recorder. And, of course, all of these experiences made it into the episode. <laughs> um, during Homer's confrontation with the Hullabalooza crowd, there is a brief shot of Homer with the members of the musical group No Doubt behind him. What? Really? Yes. Yeah, so we have mentioned before that Gwen Stefani's brother, Eric Stefani, yeah. used to be, um, well, he was in the band yes. at the beginning. Yes. And then he was working as an animator on The Simpsons. So he added them in. <laughs> That's so that's kind of nice. cool. And I totally missed that, so I need to go back and kind of watch it so to see I. if I pick up on it. Especially because, as I told you last episode, I'm listening to the 60 songs that explain the 90s podcast. You should listen to that, that Jess. I think you'd yeah. like that. Yeah. I'll send you the link to it. Okay. Um, no Doubt was one of them. And, of course, Eric, they say he left No Doubt to be an animator yes. on The Simpsons. Actually... The real story kind of is that Gwen kind of overtook the band, and Eric was like, "Forget this." Really? Well, and because she an older sister, because older sisters do younger that, sister. Really? Yeah. Mm. And also because there was another kid named John who first was in the band when it started. He, I believe, he committed suicide. Oh. Um, and so Eric wasn't really in a real good headspace, and then Gwen overtook the band. So Eric went, yeah, I'm you done. know what? Forget this. I'm just going to go and yeah. draw, which is what he what he also loved to do. But he's the one who started the band, mm-hmm. right. so that's even more fuel for the Gwen Stefani fire. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Gwen Stefani! <laughs> All right. Yes, we know uh, you made your thoughts on Gwen Stefani. Ugh. Very clear in our last episode. So um, so the writers were aiming to have artists that represented several genres, which is why we had such kind of a eclectic mix of oh, artists. Wait, that was an eclectic mix? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's we, my Spotify playlist. Well, Sonic we know Youth, about your Cypress Spotify playlist. So. Fun. Um, and they also mentioned that, you know, they wanted a classic rock singer. And originally, I mentioned this in our last episode that there was two times Bob Dylan was considered. This was was the other episode. It wouldn't have worked. I don't think so either. So I think Peter Frampton was great with it. Um, Billy Corgan apparently impressed the production staff by doing strong impersonations of Homer and Marge, although it was decided to not have him use them in the episode. And I will say in this episode... In this episode, though, he is very good. I do enjoy him in this episode. He's charming. I will go that far to say it. Yep. So a few other bands that were actually considered uh, to be used in this. Pearl Jam was asked, but they declined. Yeah, I can't see that. They're Um, they're way too serious for this. So Primus, which I think would have been a good mix here. uh, They were originally brought up as a possible band for the episode with their album Pork Soda being mentioned. And I can just kind of think of where this was going. Hmm. Um, Yep. (laughs) However, they never made the cut in the end. Now, Corey, you're going to love this story. Oh, Originally, yeah. Courtney Love and Hole were wanted. Oh, no. <laughs> but they declined. So it was thought that Courtney Love would appear in the episode because she had recently done a film with James L. Brooks at that time. But she never responded to the request. Shocker. Because it's Courtney Love. Yes. <laughs> so she was specifically wanted for one joke, which would be an exchange between her and Homer, where Courtney Love would go, Hi, Homer. I'm a big fan. Courtney Love. 
and then he would say, Homer Grateful. <laughs> Which so, was obviously replaced by Billy yes, Corgan. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins. Homer Simpson smiling politely. Exactly. So that was replaced <laughs> uh, for that. Now, this I thought was very interesting. Sonic Youth threatened to not appear in the episode if Courtney Love was cast. I was going to just say, didn't Kim Gordon have beef with Courtney Love? Yes. Mm -hmm. So they said they would not be in it if Courtney Love was in it. Yeah, they had big beef going on. Yeah. Guys, I mean, I hope everyone listening to this podcast was were teenagers in the golden age of music, the 1990s, <laughs> because if you are any younger than we are, you'd be like, what the hell is going on? Who are these people? Who are these people? people? Yeah. <laughs> What's a Kim Gordon? <laughs> What's a Kim What's Gordon? a Sonic Youth? What's a Sonic Youth? <laughs> Billy Corgan, you mean that old bald guy? Yes. Doesn't he own the wrestling <laughs> rings now? <laughs> Oh, actually, I forgot about that. He has hair in this. Yeah. yeah. He's not bald. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I also noticed this. I thought this was a little strange. Um, when the family's eating breakfast, uh-huh. Lisa has bacon on her plate. Yeah, she's a vegetarian. Maybe it's vegan bacon. And and that's what they said. Maybe it was tofu bacon or something like that. But 19 episodes before this was when she announced that she was vegetarian. So Lisa the vegetarian was before this. So, but you know it's bacon. Exactly. No, well, maybe she just you know. Yeah. Look past I'll, it. I'll give up my principles just this <laughs> once. Just, just give me the bacon. So of course in this episode we see Homer um, kind of comes in with the freak show and he's being hit with a cannonball. Um, I know I've seen this many times before. That famous stock footage. It's black and white of yeah. that guy mm-hmm. getting shot yep. with the cannonball. Apparently his name is Frank cannonball richards what and at one point i think it's the first time homer gets shot it's almost like a shot by shot remake of the anime like they animated Mm -hmm. it to look very similar to that this was actually kind of interesting i wanted to mention about peter frampton uh bill oakley said that he was one of his favorite guests and wished he could have done a tv show with him really and i really appreciated this because during a conversation with casting director bonnie piatella it was in that moment that he realized that they wanted to have the old, crusty, old-time rock star who's been, who's seen everything and been everywhere, and it is a little grumpy. And when Frampton said this to her, she said that she couldn't have said it better herself. And then he immediately said, I told her I loved it, I love self-depreciation, and it's something that I think draws you to your fans, too, when they see that you're fallible. I I love what he says in the end about Homer and Sonic Youth. Yes. So I just That's love that. That's a very get off my lawn moment yes, for him. Yes, Stay out of my cooler. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love that he was able to kind of make fun of himself. Oh, that's adorable. Too. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to mention here, um, that they were very, the producers of the episode were very specific that they said they wanted to make sure that everyone in the bands at least got a line to say on the episode. And they did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they said, we invite the whole band. We don't invite one person. Uh, this was Bonnie Piatella again. And she said, so if the whole band is there, they should all participate as equally as possible. And I thought that was pretty cool. All right. So let's jump in here. Um, I do have a list here of bands and references that were in the episode, but I'm just going to leave it off because there was a lot. Yeah. Of references through music, through like in the music store, there was a lot of posters mm-hmm. on the wall and stuff like that. But I'll just leave that to you um, if you want to go back and take a look at the episode and see if you can catch everything that's happening there. So, 
All right, so here we go. Act one, Otto dreams of winning the award for the school district's safest bus driver. Unfortunately, he dreams about it while driving the school bus with all the kids in terror. Milhouse then wakes him up and swerves out of the road to avoid running down Jasper and ends up plowing into an auto wrecking yard. Otto also evacuates the kids and himself from the bus when he stops right in front of the vehicle cube compressor and unintentionally turning the school bus into a bus-shaped cube. Despite Otto requesting that the students keep secrets about the incident, the faculty and staff end up finding out anyway, to which the next morning Marge reads the letter aloud, which explains that due to the unscheduled field trip to the auto wrecking yard, the bus is out of commission for two weeks. Homer's driving Bart, Lisa, Nelson, and Milhouse to school. And the and Jamie. Janie? Yes, Janie. Yes. yes. And during the journey, he listens to Grand Funk Railroad and is shocked when the kids say that they've never heard of it. Who doesn't know Grand Funk? <laughs> Eventually, he goes to a music store and is also shocked when his music is classified under the oldies section. Homer realizes that he has become out of touch and has an idea to become relevant again. Okay, so act one. You guys got anything? If Otto's the safest bus driver, then I'd hate to see the other ones. <laughs> Listen, I've been through bus drivers, <laughs> driving training. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> I liked when Marge was reading the letter out loud with the uh, yes. the last line, where it's like, if you're by reading this out loud, you you know basically take responsibility yes. i was like oh lord yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. was amazing yeah i think it's <laughs> i have it written down here by reading this letter out loud you have waived any legal responsibility on our part in, poop, in perpetuity throughout the universe <laughs> <laughs> so, so you sent that out into the universe and now you cannot no gives these vaccines <laughs> yep. you can't take it back your turn but my question is so it says you can't read it out loud what if you read it to yourself i did right. think of that i was like that's a loophole. That it is, is a loophole. It is a loophole. <laughs> and how would they know you read it out loud? Right. How would the they universe know you read is going to tell them? That's true. The universe the will universe know. The universe will check in. Yes, that's correct. The universe will Don't send that karma around. <laughs> um, Homer at carpool with the kids? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> with the kids? Exactly. Yep. And he was telling them about jive. He's like, you got to sass it. You've <laughs> <laughs> jive, turkey. <laughs> And I honestly loved the radio station he was listening to, and Millhouse had a problem with it, so... You mean KFSL, Fossil 103? So shut up, Millhouse. <laughs> but no, that, that whole conversation he's trying to have with the kids, like mm-hmm. just, so how about those rainbow suspenders, huh? Pretty cool way to keep your pants up, eh? <laughs> and then, yeah, just the whole jive thing. I see these kids now with jive printed on their shirts. Now I can teach you how you're supposed to say jive. Um, I also like when the kids are running out of the car and he's like, for more information on Grand Funk, consult your school library. library. <laughs> and also when Homer says, a turkey is a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> he has to explain it to them. And then when Mississippi Queen came on, oh, I'm like, yes, Homer. Mm-hmm. Mississippi Queen. Yep. And Bert's like, Dad, your music sucks. I have here in all caps. How dare you, Bart? I think I'm lucky. Caleb likes my music. Hmm. And he told me the other day, he was like, I get like 90% of my musical taste from you. I like old stuff and new stuff. And and you know, he recently admitted to liking Bowie. So I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> nice. nice. Done. Yeah. So we listen to a lot of eclectic all you know mm-hmm. stuff and my parents were like that too so right yeah but 
Hopefully my kid thinks some of them have musical taste. Well, actually, I know he does because I, I busted him listening to a song he shouldn't have been listening oh, to. No. <laughs> we got Apple Music and on everything I put on, he now has access to. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of Royal and the Serpent. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> Warn You. He started singing the, the very first. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, what? Where? Where did you hear that? And he's like, it was on Apple Music. I'm like, oh. like, oh, I did it to myself. Yep. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty lucky too. Like mm-hmm. our our kids are pretty. I mean, you know, they have their own musical interests yeah. too, but yeah. they have, you know, they don't necessarily hate our music. Yeah. There are times we'll get eye rolls, but I feel for like the most part, London and Kaylin have basically yeah. gravitated towards everything that I like. Right. I feel like. London now is getting into more hip hop, but like Kaylin, we just took her to a My Chemical Romance thing that they had. Um, one of their last performances for the Black Parade tour, and uh, they were showing it at a local movie theater in Buffalo. And Kaylin, afterwards, she's like, I love that. <laughs> and I'm like, they're good, right? Right. right. <laughs> Which also, Corey finally admitted to liking them. She's like, for the longest time, I wouldn't admit that I liked them. Right. Or I wouldn't let people know that I liked them. Well, and I kind of listened to them in secret. And I was like, why would thing. you do that? Like, well, if you like them, the like them. Like, here's the thing. When emo music made its way, we were all in our 20s. Yes. And everyone who was our age was, like, making fun of My Chemical Romance, even though they were our age, too. Yes. Like, they were not teenagers yeah, by right. any cha- any means. But, and I was telling Kaylin today, I go, I think what did them the biggest disservice was the band The Used glomming onto them, because The Used sucks. Oh, I couldn't even tell you one of their songs but yeah. they suck <laughs> but they glommed on to my chemical romance and the lead singer of the used was not a good guy and i think gerard way of my chemical romance if anyone wanted to be his friend he'd let them <laughs> so he let this parasite become his friend and that's what happened but right. i i digress yep. yeah I really liked them. They were my se- they were my little secret. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the Bee Gees. I'll fully admit that, but I wouldn't admit to listening to my chemical <laughs> well, romance. Because I feel like <laughs> if you were a goth kid, what you know? Which yeah, she was. Yeah, I was like you yeah. were, and this emo comes out, which right. is goth with color. And <laughs> that's a great way to put it. <laughs> it's just a little, you know, yeah, goth light, you know, for the mall. Diet yeah, goth. For the, yeah, diet goth for the hot topic crowd. You know, just a little... Got the zero. Yeah. <laughs> just a, a little lighter than the normal, you know, doom and gloom and death and vampires right. and, and all that stuff. There is kind of... A, there was like a stigma around right. that when we were in that. I'm too cool to listen to emo. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to go listen to like, you know, Nine right. Inch Nails and, right. you know, and the Bajas. Right. Posers. Kids. <laughs> you don't know. Philistines. Yeah. All that. The thing with uh, My Chemical Romance, every album of theirs was a story, and it was all a different story. 
and that's why I like them. They were very theatrical, and they were very drama club kids. Yeah, they are, and... they're definitely very drama club kids. <laughs> well, and we were having the discussion on the way there, and that's what I was saying to Corey. I was like, I think that's what kept me away from them for so long, mm-hmm. because I just didn't relate to that at all. And I was just like, this is just too much for These me. These guys are weird. But then once <laughs> we saw them, I was like, I get it. Like, this is cool. Like, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it, but I, I'd be happy listening to it. I'm not going to turn I'm not going to turn it off. Like, it's it's good. Oh. So. Okay. But, Corey, you were yes. mentioning uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Yes. And being played. So there's a little the bit. competent drum work. Yes, that was great. <laughs> competent drum work. Um, so. Yeah. A little. Grand a, Funk. a little thing that I saw about them was, so Bill Oakley chose to put the song Shining On mm-hmm. in the episode. So, because it was his favorite song. Okay. So, Grand Funk Railroad actually contacted him and asked if he would use the song We're an American Band instead. Because that's <laughs> a song everyone knows. Yeah. Actually, no. Here's the reason why. Oh. So, they asked if he would do that instead, but Oakley said, no, I really want to use this because it's like his favorite song and everything. Mm-hmm. Later on, Oakley found out that Grand Funk Railroad did not receive any royalties for the song that he used. And they would have for We're an American Band, but they didn't tell him that. They were just trying to be like, hey, maybe you should play this one instead. And I'm sure if they told him that, he would have Yes, because then he felt really bad that he didn't include it because then they couldn't get any royalties for it, which was kind of unfortunate for them. Um, So, Corey, I also have to ask you, so when you're listening to My Chemical Romance and you hear a really good song, do you start nodding your head and saying yes Yes, to every beat and then sometimes switch it up like, no, 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 don't don't stop stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So going back to the beginning of this act, I have to mention... When Otto first gets the bus into the compact, well, actually, even before that, this episode starts and it kind of puts you on your heels right away because you're like, what is happening? <laughs> like, what, it seems very strange. Winning the safest bus driver yes. award wouldn't happen. Because <laughs> they're obviously like, that's not hmm. right. And then it's very just grandiose and you're like this is kind of strange for a minute there and i didn't remember any of this going back and watching the episode i'm like what is happening i thought i clicked on the wrong episode right i was like (laughs) is this right yeah and then immediately it gets revealed like oh okay it's a dream now it makes sense Mm -hmm. um but when he comes to and he drives into the uh, compressor or whatever I just love the animation of him and the kids running towards <laughs> yes. the front as the bus is getting yeah. crushed behind them. <laughs> I thought that was just very, very well done. The Dazed and Confused reference. Yes. I and, loved that. Yep. And at first, when I was watching it, I was like, because I wasn't sure about the time frame of yeah. when Dazed and Confused came out versus this episode. Yeah. And I was like, that's got to be Matthew McConaughey's character. Yeah. And it definitely is frames... because Dazed and Confused came out in 93. Right. And yep. this was 96, mm-hmm. so they, yeah, they did that on purpose. Yeah, and because all of the characters in that van look like the characters from Dazed and Confused. Right. McConaughey's and um, the twin that wasn't in Mallrats. <laughs> there were the two. Yeah, oh, the other the London. London. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is it Jeremy? I, I was sitting there going, I think so. Jeremy Twins. London, yes. <laughs> I didn't and, know they uh, were twins. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy and huh. yep. Jason. Jason's the other one. They're twins. Interesting. And uh, Lucas from Empire Records was in Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other guy, who I don't think ever did anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy. He now yeah. sells tires. Yeah. <laughs> 
And it's a big advertisement. I used to be. <laughs> I was in Days and Confused. Yes. When um, Homer and Barney were in the uh, bedroom window or the bedroom mirror. So this is in the flashback, the, um, yeah. obviously, right? Yeah. With the uh, hairbrush singing, Leo Sayer, you make me feel like dancing. <laughs> and then Grandpa comes in. Oh, my God. I, I, I've said what Grandpa has said. Yep. <laughs> I used to be with it. Then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it. And what's it seems weird and scary <laughs> to me. And then, you forgot the last part. It'll happen, happen to you. Too. Yep. The and most important part. It did happen to me, Grandpa. Yep. Uh huh. It did. Yep. So let's take a minute to talk about that. <laughs> like basically how we were. I'm sure we were all like that. Like how Homer is about like singing Leo oh, Sarah in always the mirror. Be, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely were doing that. <laughs> well, but being like, I'll always be with it. I'll always be on the pulse of things. Like, but it happened. Like I feel like we're all out of touch mm-hmm. now. And there's stuff that's happening, and we're like, what is that? The only reason I know what anything slightly <laughs> modern is is because of my kid or my students. Yep. Like, they'll be like, have you listened to Juice World? I'm like, a juice what? Juice box? You want a juice box? <laughs> no, Juice World. Okay. And then I have to ask, is that school appropriate? <laughs> yep. And then their eyes will go, no. Oh. You know? Yep. But that's the only reason I have any clue what anything is. Yep. <laughs> But you always have to ask first, mm-hmm. like, well, what is that? Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever been able to surprise them where they ask you something and you're like, I do know what that is? Oh, yeah. A lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, what? Whoa. It's <laughs> Jessica's a cool teacher, especially with video games. Because my son's a big mm-hmm. gamer. Mike's a yep. big gamer. You know? And uh, a lot of times. And, and now I get to order video games for the game room. Oh. I, oh. So I am the head video game nerd in charge. Nice. So, um... Yeah. They have to be nice to me so they can get their new Switch games and such. So. Well, I mean, I think Homer did say it best when he said, why do you need new bands? Everyone knows that Rock to Tank Perfection <laughs> yes. in 1974. It's a scientific fact. Now, I would say 94. <laughs> but again, that's for my era. Let me tell you something. I don't know who you think you're fooling. I was never cool. I was never with it. Did I say no I one, was cool? No one wanted. No one wanted my opinion on anything ever. Um, <laughs> so I've always lived my life like this. <laughs> what you guys don't like, Leo Sayer? Okay. Just full of uncertainty Get and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I. That's yes. That's my life. But um. No, I mean, I think, like, Kaylin all the time tries to, like, introduce me to bands that she likes. And mm-hmm. she's like, listen to this. Hey, listen to this. Hey, what about this? And even Brendan, he's like, hey, do you know about this show? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Or the streamer yeah. or something. Yeah. Or... Oh, God, the streamers yeah. are the ones that get me. Because yeah. the, the kids at school are talking about streamers. And I'm like, a stream what? Is yeah. it a river? What? Yeah. <laughs> like... They have to explain slowly for the old lady. Thank yes. you. But once in a while, they'll go, you're not old. And then I give them an A. <laughs> and then I give them an A. <laughs> well, not really. We don't have grades. Yeah, you know. right. <laughs> um, Corey, did you also like when Homer's doing the timeline of bands? When he says, 
Grand Funk Railroad yes. paved the way for Jeff- Jefferson Airplane, which cleared the way for Jefferson Starfish. Starship. 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 There's no Starfish. <laughs> I will be calling them from now on. Starship. Uh, the stage was not set for the Alan Parsons Project, which I believe was some sort of hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> My dad loves Alan Parsons yep. Project. And, I, d- I did like that. And then, yeah, and then Bart accuses Homer for having the, quote, worst, lamest taste in music ever because of all the dinosaur bands that he listens to. Bart, how dare mm. you again? But it's all right. Homer's trying to, you know, get with them and like, you know, hey, I'm with it. Because he's saying, I'm just trying to party with you guys. <laughs> and then Bart has to point out to him. First off, it's pronounced parte. <laughs> and we would never parte with you if you were the last dad on earth. Oh, that's me. I know. Um, what a jerk. Right? Well, it's Bart. What do you expect? Another thing I wanted to talk about was the record store. I love that record store. <laughs> Which was called Suicide Notes, formerly Good Vibrations. <laughs> I love that record and, store. And the guy behind the counter. Yes. Oh, yeah. I wanted every, to talk record about store, every record store had that guy. Yes. And that's what I wanted to ask about. Like, I feel like... Every time I went into a record store, and even today, like there aren't as many, but we still will frequent a record store every now and again. And every time you go, that's what the record store person is There's like. That yes. Totally disinterested in you, mm-hmm. doesn't want anything to do with what you have to say, and is just, just has that attitude and just, and it just seems like it's always been like that. <laughs> What's to make you is... feel inferior about your musical choices so yes. you buy more? Yes. Oh, uh-huh. maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Yeah. What's funny is um, one time I went to Revolver Records, and the kid behind the counter looked up. He's like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" And he went back to what he was doing. I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" And he's like, "What?" Well, well. <laughs> like, he wasn't expecting me to even acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. Just go in there, buy your stuff, or don't, and leave. Now, did you guys also notice that, so the way that he looked, obviously, was of the era. Yes. Did you notice that, like, pretty much every time they showed the festival crowd, there was a guy that looked exactly like that? Yes. I was like, is that the same guy? Yes. He's just following the festival around, I guess. And I don't think it was supposed to be, because the voice was different every time he showed up. And he looked slightly (laughs) different. Like, the second appearance of him, his nose was a little bigger. But the hair was still the same. He was wearing the same clothes. So I don't know what happened there. Like, is that supposed to be a commentary? On yeah. A, on, on all or the grunge kids looking the same? the same? Yeah, <laughs> or if it was just like the Korean artist just maybe misunderstood and just kind of did the same thing or something, or I don't know. But I just thought that was interesting because, yeah, I saw him, I think I counted him at least three, if not four times mm-hmm. in this episode where there was a person that looked exactly mm-hmm. like that. So, when Homer blows by Millhouse, doesn't pick him up. I'm wearing deodorant today. Hey, wait, I'm okay today. My mom bought me deodorant. I love when Homer says, get ready for some well-supervised craziness while you rock out with your father. Yes. I feel like you would say that to the kids. I'm going to now. <laughs> you should. Damn, I should have done that at the Hell Omega Tour. <laughs> Missed opportunity. And last thing I have for Act 1 is I thought the Hullabalooza ticket was amazing. Yeah. The authentication yeah. seal. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> a confirmation that it's a real and authentic refreshment. Sponsored by Clark Burrs and Justice. And Justice. <laughs> yep. Two 
products you don't normally see advertised. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I thought that I, was great. I also want to uh, point out Homer's one quote. Now I'm lucky if I can find half an hour a week for which to get funky. <laughs> yes. Poor Homer. Yeah, because he's saying Me that too, to Marge, though. right? <laughs> yeah. About how Me you know, too. he used to be really with it and everything. So. He used to party every night. No, he used to rock and roll all night and party, and party every, every day. And then it was every other day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All anything right. else for Act One? No. It was. I mean, they put a lot into Act One. Yeah. I mean, they really did. But I will have to say, I felt like uh, Corey. We have talked about this a few times with some of the episodes we've watched recently, where it seems like some acts are longer than others. Yeah. And I think these three acts were almost identical in mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Like as they went through, so it was pretty well balanced. All right, so act two, to prove that he's cool, Homer takes the kids to the Hullabalooza Festival, which, again, is an amazing name. I just love the Hullabalooza. <laughs> just great. After being humiliated, he's kicked out of the crowd by the crowd and then, out of control, kicks a cannon which fires an inflatable pig which hits him <laughs> in the stomach. The festival... The festival is impressed at Homer's ability to take blows to the stomach and hires him for his freak show. Homer travels around with the Hullabalooza crew for a while before going back for another tour date in Springfield. He's persuaded to go to a doctor who's actually a veterinarian who tells him that if he takes another cannonball to the stomach, he will die. All right, act two. What you guys got? Free nose piercing with every admission. (laughs) The Hullabalooza sign as you're walking it. Yep. I saw that too. It's pretty and good. I like it when Lisa was like, it's like Woodstock, only with advertisements everywhere and tons of security guards. <laughs> yep. I put down so Woodstock 99? Well, except the security everywhere. Well, there were security. They just decided. <laughs> just abandoned ship. Yeah, I just didn't care. <laughs> didn't care. Which, have you seen that? documentary on Mm-mm. the Woodstock 99? No, I'm sure oh. it's terrifying. Though. On HBO it Max, it's... Yeah. 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 It's really well it. done, but it's horrifying. Yeah. 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 Really is. My mom had some friends who were... <laughs> my mom was the cool mom who was the <laughs> mu- musician. She had some friends who were, uh, like, backup musicians oh, really? there. So I've heard some oh, pretty God. intense stories. And she's like, Jeez. you are never going to any festival. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I'm like, mom, you're singing at a biker bar tomorrow and she's like i don't care yeah don't mind what i'm doing <laughs> yeah exactly. mind your grown-ups i'm like yep. Ugh. now i say that yes. yeah <laughs> but yeah the security line uh people have your tickets out throw your cameras out and surrender all identification <laughs> and they even took his homemade kalua yes kalua In- to a concert in that weird like makeshift homemade bag he had that kind of looked like called. a it, stomach yeah it has a yeah, name that was, but oh, i forget what it's called my hippie parents had some <laughs> <laughs> like i don't remember what it's called but i remember as a kid them having it yep. and my mom explaining what it was and me being like ew <laughs> like never wanted to drink anything from it and kalua in the summer yeah and, yeah that too yeah. that's yeah, not a, a hot good festival idea. day that guy probably idea. saved him a whole lot of <laughs> was homer though he does have an iron stomach as we see mm, that is true not for long though <laughs> uh jess what do you got you got anything that um, stuck out? well I, th- I think this was in it um where homer went to buy a hat yes and the kid was like karma and he was like yeah okay i've i've done that like i remember not too long ago some students were talking well we were playing among us and 
boyfriend was playing with them and one of the students called me sus and I'm like what what's that mean what do I stink so what sus sus what and he was like suspect Miss Jessica I was like oh Oh, me? Oh, yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I was like, well, you're right. I am going to kill you. But <laughs> yeah, he had explained it to me. Like, yep. yeah, definitely been there yeah. before where you're just like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it was great because he was trying to like say like, you should tip me right. for good yeah. karma. Right. And then Homer's like, oh, I get it. And just walks away. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was amazing. Yep. Also, the hat and that guy who worked at the record store calling him a narc. And they're like, who's a narc? And he goes, the fat Jamaican guy. And what was with the woman that screams hate crime at him? And she screams at him. I'm yeah. like, what? Like, okay, it's a little bit cultural appropriation, but like a hate crime? Mm-hmm. Like, and um but homer does say when lisa tells him that he shouldn't be wearing a rastafarian hat i've been safariing since before you were born (laughs) (laughs) i i like it i don't know who says it but someone says generation x is pretty shallow but at least they have tolerance and respect for all people well (laughs) Most of us. Oh my god, we're like two generations past that, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's move on quickly so we don't have to dwell well, on that. Listen, <laughs> before we disintegrate into dust. Yes. Making teenagers depressed is like shooting food ah, in the yeah, barrel. Yeah, they're all hysterical. <laughs> you know what? That'll never change. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, the freak show that was up on the stage. Why were there poodles up there? Um, there the was just was two like dancing poodles blowing smoke at them too. Yes, so I didn't quite understand. Maybe they were that. high poodles. Maybe. Yes, they must There'd have be been. a lot of Mary Jane going around mm-hmm. that place. And I blame and, Cypress Hill. <laughs> well, I do have to say, speaking of Cypress Hill, they they do um, a duty to all the people in the crowd where they have an important announcement before they perform about a lost child child. and if she's not claimed within the next hour she becomes property of blockbuster entertainment which doesn't even exist Uh, well there is one blockbuster left one yeah in oregon right yeah there's a um, there's a netflix documentary called the last blockbuster when we go it's really interesting actually we go camping my family has uh property in the southern tier and there's like a general store it's got like a subway and uh like you know coffees right beer stop you know just like a gas station but they have a section of dvds to rent and every time i go there i'm like what why (laughs) like i mean i know we're out in the middle of nowhere but like your wi-fi works like right i don't understand like i don't know maybe it's for the amish i don't know know. they crank their tv right yeah well i I don't know maybe on special occasions (laughs) It's Christmas. Right. We can watch an hour of television. <laughs> they really like that movie. Witness? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they all gather around to watch it. They have 14 yes. copies of that. To yes. <laughs> well, um, and then also, I think it's Lisa. Maybe it's Bart. What's that smell? Oh, it smells <laughs> like Otto's <laughs> jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and then the Rastafarian hat. Homer tries to make it better by adding the two coal for this planet. planet. Yes. (laughs) Um, Corey, let me get your thoughts on this. Yeah. So Bart is 10. Lisa's eight. And they're at a festival with Homer. 
Yeah. And they just say, we're going to go exploring. No. And he's like, all right, bye. No, you're bye. not. No, no, no. No, you're not. Right? No. And I was like, I, no. No, you're not. Like, I feel like if our kids were to do that, oh. I'd still be a little reluctant. Yeah. But they're at an age now where I'd be like, all right, go ahead. But still, like, I'd feel a little weird L- about London's that. But at that age. If she says, I'm going to go explore, I'm going to be like, wait, what? Come back here. <laughs> Text me in an hour. Because you're 21, yes. but you look like you're 12. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, Jess, your thoughts on this. Uh, Corey and I thought it was great. So they show it during the Smashing Pumpkins, and then in the closing credits, they show it as well. That little dance that the teenagers are doing mm-hmm. when they're playing. <laughs> Any thoughts on that? <laughs> yes, I've done that dance many times. <laughs> yep. Was that a continental dance? Could well, be? I was gonna say I think the continental dance had more arms. There was like well, there yeah, was the one frilled. in the back swaying, yeah, arms a like frailing around, like <laughs> yes, but definitely a lot of that, you know. And they showed that for a long time too. Nonchalant, like <laughs> waving, just back and forth, right? <laughs> they did not have. They did not care. They nope. did not wave their hands in the air. Nope. <laughs> um, when Frampton, I bought that pig at Pink. Floyd's yard sale. <laughs> Homer doesn't understand why he is suddenly uncool when it says it makes no sense. I haven't changed since high school and suddenly I'm uncool. <laughs> I mean, that's what I have to deal with every day. <laughs> yep. Oh, Bill, when he meets Billy Corgan and says to him, thanks to your gloomy music, they've stopped dreaming of a future I can't possibly provide. And Billy Corgan smiles and says, we try to make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was very, very good. Um, and also when the um, the guy that's running the pageant of the transmundane or the freak show... <laughs> When he said he's been looking for a big fatso to shoot with a cannon, and I'd very, I, and I'd like very much for you to be that fatso. And Homer's just like, great, do let's it, do it. Is it gonna make me cool? Let's do it. Right. And then also when Homer's trying to convince Marge what he's doing, that he's going on the road mm-hmm. with the traveling freak show, and he says he doesn't have a choice, and Marge says, you know, just because the opportunity came up, you don't have to go along. And Homer says, you know, Marge. In some ways, you and I are very different people. (laughs) (laughs) But I also kind of wonder about that conversation, like what he really told her. Right. Because in the third act, she gets really freaked out when she realizes what he's about to do. He probably didn't tell her he was getting hit by a cannon. He was going on the road with a freak show. I mean, yeah. yeah, Totally normal. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and the other thing with Billy Corgan when he first meets homer and he says to him he calls him cannonball first off yeah he says hey cannonball i like the message you're sending yes i like your statement (laughs) when life takes a shot at you you stand your ground billy corgan smashing pumpkins (laughs) homer simpson smiling politely (laughs) and i did also like the joke when homer's signing the cannonball and he hands it to the kid and and the kid falls (laughs) immediately (laughs) i like when the two guys are uh talking and the one guy goes are you being sarcastic dude and the kid goes i don't, I don't even, even know, know anymore what's <laughs> awesome and um when they're on the bus oh and, and homer's bus, behind them. well before that the bus gets to the split in the road yeah and they can either go to cleveland or cincinnati and then it goes towards cleveland then just turns around and backs away <laughs> doesn't want to go to either but yeah, so, Corey, you just brought it up, but um, Homer 
I'm going to say street skiing yeah. on frying pans. Yeah. And they're throwing stuff at him. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's what happens on the road. Cypress Hill is throwing stuff at him. I think he deserves it. Oh. And when they were, the bands were talking about, uh, like, being a weirdo and uh, the female Darcy. Is Darcy. Mm-hmm. I almost called her Darby. So I'm like, <laughs> don't say anything. So Darcy says, I, was, I wasn't a weirdo. I was in the audiovisual club. <laughs> well, and the best, too, is James Aha, their guitar yeah. player, when he's just kind of like looking at her like, yeah, okay. <laughs> because, well, that's why she defends herself, too, because he mentioned something about weirdos and kind of like motions over to her direction. <laughs> I wasn't a weirdo. Yes. I was in the audiovisual club. And Homer can relate to that because he was kicked out of the audiovisual club for his <laughs> for views on Vietnam. Proje- and, and stealing projectors. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and the uh, the head of the freak thing, freak show. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more important to me than the health and well-being than my freaks. I'm sending you to a vet. Yes. <laughs> Last thing with this act that I just want to bring up to the both of you. Thoughts on Rover Hendricks. Aww. <laughs> Bring him over here. I'll take him. <laughs> so apparently... Yes, come pick up your dog. Aww. <laughs> that joke has been called one of the worst jokes in the Simpsons history by the writers and producers. Aww. So they do not like that joke at all. He was wearing his little uh, bandana <laughs> yeah. and everything. All right. Okay, so anything else for Act 2? I think I am all set. Uh, I think I got that. I think we're good. good. All right, so Act 3, I there's a lot that happens, but I don't really have a whole lot in yeah. regards to the um, recap. So basically all I say in, in the recap here is as Homer's place in the show approaches, he plans to dodge the cannonball, which makes him unpopular again, but earns him the respect of his family. So obviously a lot more happens here, but really that's pretty much it for the recap mm-hmm. for Act 3. Um, so for Act 3, what do you guys got? When the London Symphony Orchestra comes in. I knew that was going to be your first thing. <laughs> Maybe one of you got it when you were high. Cypress Hill. And then I'm they, looking in your direction. And then they all like have a little meeting like, I don't know, did we get Did we? Orchestra? Maybe. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was us. Um, Do you guys know Insane in the Brain? <laughs> And it was great. And Marge loves it. She's like, yeah, I like this. This I like. This I yeah. like. <laughs> Jess, anything for the act three that stuck out for you? Um, no, Well, I think we mentioned it, just the Peter Frampton and Sonic Youth go back and forth. That was Yeah, that was you want to talk funny. more about that? Oh, I just thought, I just thought it was funny because, I mean... <laughs> Peter Frampton, who's like this rock god, right. who's yelling at Sonic Youth, who are like rock gods to our generation. Yes. You know, like, I I almost wish they would make like another one of these with like Burning Man or something like that. Yes. I think that would be really fun. Like, yeah. you know. And then do like current acts. Yes, right. And then have like some like right. other acts. Right, like, like Smashing Pumpkins like could be the, you right. know, the Peter Frampton of... Yep. You know. And yeah, and poor Peter Frampton, like I just have here. I mean, I just love when he comes out and he's like playing the song and he's really into it. And then he goes to hit the pig and it doesn't come out. And he's <laughs> like, and he's like do, you do you feel? 
Do you feel? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he just can't get it to work. He goes, Homer Simpson wrecks my pig. Cypress Hill steals my orchestra. And Sonic Youth is in my cooler. Well, but like, I feel like that embodies like middle age. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. everybody has those days where you just go to work and stuff yeah. just yeah. doesn't end up like you want it to. And Peter Frampton just happens to do it in front of a million people and, you know, <laughs> be yelling at Sonic Youth instead of yep. like the neighbor kids who, yes. you know. Did you notice what was on the cooler too? It said property, property of Peter, Peter Frampton. <laughs> and I just love uh, Sonic Youth. I think it's the, no, it might have been Thurston. That says it when he says, oh, come on, you're not going to eat all that watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) And then a little bit later, they show the shot of them all eating this giant slice of watermelon. It was fantastic. Um, Otto, when his shoes are talking to him, that's a line from 1999 by Prince. Yep. (laughs) That was messed up. Don't worry. We just want to party. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, Burns' revelation that he bought Ticketmaster for 100% service yep. charge. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly it worked. Yep. <laughs> I feel like we're not that far off from that. No. no. Kind of crazy. No, it's getting there. Yep. Yeah, like, I can definitely think there's been times I've bought, like, $40 tickets and it's, like, $20 yeah, in service uh-huh. charges. Yeah. Like, this is insane. So, um the beginning of the act, Bart has a lot of questions for Homer. This is kind of a sweet. And they actually didn't ruin it, because usually The Simpsons has a sweet moment followed up by something terrible. Mm-hmm. And they actually didn't do that this time. Right. Like life? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so like Homer asks, or Bart asks Homer, what's it like being famous? And Homer says, people know your name, but you don't know theirs. It's great. <laughs> Boxers are briefs. Homer looks. Nope. Nope. <laughs> And then Bart asks him about religion, and he goes, uh, you know, the one with all the well-meaning rules that don't work out in real life, uh, Christianity. <laughs> and then it's revealed that, of course, Bart is writing a report on the person he looks up to the most, which is, again, Aww. very sweet. Yeah. Um, so, Corey, you brought up the Cypress Hill part with the orchestra. Yes. So, the one thing that I noticed in this, which I thought was a little bit strange, was right before that happens... The family's walking backstage, mm-hmm. and Marge is so excited because she's like, the last time I was backstage is at the Christmas pageant when Bart ripped his pants. <laughs> yeah, and right. um, Be Real does a ha-ha yes. to Bart yes. from Cypress Hill. So he does the Nelson impression yeah. and you know, says ha-ha to him. Mm-hmm. They go through the door, and there's Be Real with his group. Right. <laughs> How did he get there so fast? Magic. magic. Like, yeah. I Animation know. magic. Yes. I mean, there was quite a... In Act 3, there was quite a few, like, inconsistencies that I noticed. It was like... <laughs> where it just almost kind of seemed lazy. They, you know? they, they got into the, the stash. <laughs> they got into Cypress Hill stash. They got into Cypress Hill stash. It's very possible. <laughs> they were like, yeah, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when... Homer says to Marge, I thought I had an appetite for destruction, but all I wanted was a club sandwich. And Marge goes, I think there's one in this cooler. And he goes back to Peter Frampton's cooler and pulls it out. Frampton's like, hey! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, another inconsistency I noticed. Um, Corey, when you were talking about the shoes that were talking for Otto. So Jimbo's standing right next to Otto, and they have that conversation. Then we see Smithers and Burns talking about Ticketmaster, and they're in the stands. Mm-hmm. Guess who's sitting right next to them? Otto and Jimbo. Oh. So they were on the lawn when they had that conversation just seconds before. 
So, which, again, I thought that was weird because they filled the stands with a bunch of other regular, well, not regulars, but, you know, people Mm -hmm. from The Simpsons. It's like, you couldn't just found two other people to put there? Right. So, I don't know, I thought that was just kind of... Again, they just, they didn't care anymore. Yeah, they got into the stash, I guess. Got in the stash. They were like, what ups? (laughs) Anybody got a club sandwich? (laughs) Watermelon? (laughs) So, of course, we know that Homer jumps out of the way mm-hmm. of the cannonball because he's afraid that if he does get hit, he's going to die initially. They kind of tease that it is going to happen because the family's like cheering him on and stuff like that. But of course, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps out of the way of the cannonball. Did either of you think it was weird that like almost immediately after that, like he was on the ground? Like it just seemed really quick. Like the cannonball came, it went, and then he's on the ground talking to the family. So it didn't seem weird? No. I didn't think about right. it then. <laughs> well, apparently there was more to the no. scene that they cut. So originally what happened was, so the cannonball goes shooting off, and what actually happened was the cannonball was supposed to hit a bunch of outhouses, and <laughs> Principal Skinner came out of one of them. Oh my God. <laughs> so they cut that part right there, and then just went right to Homer jumping off the stage. So all that was kind of supposed to happen, and I guess it was supposed to have a little better flow then kind of what we I thought saw. it was fine. Yeah. Then um, we see, I think it's the drummer from Sonic Youth. Who's so disillusioned. Yes, Homer wussed out, I'm so disillusioned. And then Kim. <laughs> Gordon, it's about music and advertising and youth-oriented product placement. Positioning. Oh, position. Product positioning. And then and be... And getting then... toasted. Lightly toasted. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing I would have liked with this part, and I know... Brendan usually is the one to bring this up. Like, oh, I would have liked to see them do this at this point. I would have liked, as Kim Gordon was talking about the product positioning, that some sort of ad would have came right. across the screen. Or, like, someone would have walked behind her or something like right. that. I think or that would have been Or she would have, like, funny. had a Coke in her hand for Yeah, or, like, yeah. turned to the camera with something. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. I think that would have been kind of funny. Um, and as we all know, there's nothing worse than a yellow-bellied freak, unless that's his act. <laughs> Well, you know, he just can't share their bleak world views. Yep. Well, you know, the Smashing Pumpkins ever envy Homer, despite their music, their legion of fans, <laughs> their million of dollars, and their youth. <laughs> it starts to sink in. Let's all buy fur coats. And the one guy says, I think it's their drummer, I'm going to buy a humidor. Yes, I want walk-in humidor. Walk-in humidor, that's right. And Billy Corgan with a woohoo! <laughs> and I'm sure you loved this part, Corey. When Homer's driving home with the family, and he's saying, Have, being with his family is better than being cool, because like the song says... It's hip to be square. <laughs> that song's so lame. No, it's good. No, so lame that it's cool? <laughs> no. I'm cool, kids. Marge. No. <laughs> good, I'm glad. And that's what makes me cool. Not caring, right? No. Well, then how the hell do you be cool? <laughs> I feel like we've tried everything here. Wait a minute, Marge. Maybe if you're truly cool, you don't need to be told you're cool. And then Bart says, well, sure you do. How else would you know? (laughs) Now, I do also have to say that I wish that they would have driven off to hip to be square. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. So one other thing I do want to mention here as we come to the end, though, is all the bands that were involved had a song featured during the episode. Really? Mm. Yeah. Except one. Who? Sonic Youth had no music. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what they I They did too. play the theme at the end. So, like, if you watch the credits, they're playing that theme, which apparently Matt Groening said that is his favorite version 
of the theme is their version of it but i thought that was strange that they didn't get a song on and especially because of who they are like out of all of those bands i think they're the least well known like of course they're still well known but i feel like they're not at the level of all those other bands that were out but so it would have been nice to kind of hear one of their songs you know during the concert i just thought it was a little strange that's weird yeah so but i couldn't see anything about it like if there was a reason or anything like that so not really sure but but yeah it just kind of stuck out to me and i was like yeah just seemed a little strange so Hmm. all right so you guys got anything else no no i think i'm good all right okay so let me jump into some ratings here since brendan is not here to join us in its original broadcast homer palooza finished 57th in ratings for the week of may 13th through 19th 1996 with a nielsen rating of 7.8 which is equivalent to approximately 7.5 million viewing households it was the third highest rated show on the fox network that week following the x-files and married with children I didn't realize Married with Children was still on the air in 1996. I didn't either. <laughs> and apparently still doing well, because it was the second uh, rated show on the network. So, um, I guess, why don't we get into some final thoughts on this particular episode? So, anything, I guess we can start with you, Jess, because obviously yeah. you chose this episode. Well, you didn't choose this right. episode. But you mentioned this episode, and then we thought, hey, it would be a good idea to do it at some point. So... Your thoughts, anything you want to say about this episode as we're starting to wrap up? I don't know, just it's it's a trip, man. Like, <laughs> watching it, and I did watch it when I was younger, because I love Smashing Pumpkins, so I was like, oh, yay, you know, little, what, 14-year-old me, I don't yep. even know. Um, you know, and I do remember watching it, and... Yeah, it was a big deal. Yes, I remember, like, yeah. talking about it, and, like, the promos for yeah. it, and everything. Oh my gosh, these bands are going to be at this, so mm-hmm. cool. And me being like, well, I'm 14. I'm going to totally go to a lot of Palooza, of course. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's real trippy to to watch the progression of music. Right. And then to be jetted back to, yep. you know. I, I really would like to see them do uh, Bernie Man or something like that. I mm-hmm. think that would be really interesting yes. so you know if anybody's listening that can make that happen just <laughs> chop chop that would Let's be go. really cool Let's come on get on that you know so but yeah just it's made me feel some kind of way like yeah. you know yeah I'm and nostalgic and old yeah <laughs> yeah well and like we've had this discussion before on the podcast too and you know i feel like you can probably talk to it too especially because you have a kid that's watching it now and everything that you know like Corey and I and you yourself, we used to watch it as kids. Right. And of course you relate to certain things as a kid. And now as you right. grow up, there are totally different things mm-hmm. you relate to. Like, you know, I always used to, and actually it's funny. I was listening to a podcast just the other day. Ron Funches was talking about the Simpsons and how his son loves to watch it and everything. And his son said to him, you're Homer and I'm Bart. And originally Ron was like really offended. He's like, no, no, I'm Bart. Like, I'm not Homer. <laughs> right. I'm Bart. Right. And then he stopped and he's like, no, I am Homer. You're right. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you yeah. know, and it's like, I remember having that same kind of realization myself with the kids and stuff like that. Like, okay, I'm more aligned to Homer now than I am to Bart. Bart. Yeah. You know, yep. come for a circle. Exactly. Yep. So it's just, yeah, it's just interesting to see since the show has still been going and you know, seeing how it's different in your eyes 30 years ago versus right. your eyes now. Yeah, so. yeah. 
It's definitely but, trippy, man. <laughs> and who knows how long it's going to go because it's yeah, still going. Right, so right. who knows? We might be saying like, oh, back when we were in our 40s, we couldn't <laughs> believe, and now we're in our 60s. and Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably have to recast a few people if it's going that long, though, because unfortunately, let's be honest, some of them are in their 70s, so, Ooh. yeah, which is crazy to think, but. All right, Corey, thoughts? I really liked this episode. I thought it was weird that um, now Nine Inch Nails and Sonic Youth are considered older music. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't and... think we necessarily classify them as oldies yet. <laughs> it's it's, well, coming. it's coming. It's coming. fast approaching, it's which is close. incredible. Because like I think of the reaction my mother had when I played closer for the first time. I'm like, <laughs> how is that going to be on the right. oldie station? Like even now, right. I'm like, yep. I don't know how you can up that song. Like hmm. I don't know. Um, oh, they found ways. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wap anyone? Like uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wap. Uh, yeah, wap. Is that what it is? Yeah, wap. It's wap. Okay, I'm showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess they did, but they, like... Did you ever hear the Kids Bop version of yeah. that? That's yeah, so it's about good. squirt guns, Wet and right? splashy. <laughs> technically, technically, that's not Kids Bop. Someone just did it in a And kids I think it's amazing. Way, I heard one that was wings and pizza. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but like, you know, Nirvana's on a classic rock station. Yeah, yeah and I mean, never mind, just turn 30. I I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I'm going to be yelling after my children, if you want to learn more about Sonic Youth, (laughs) please consult your local library. So another thing to make you feel old, just not to do this, but of course we're all in the same age range, so it doesn't matter. But I saw a thing on Facebook the other day, I don't know if you saw, I think I posted it where it said, we were talking about Dazed and Confused earlier. Oh, yeah, that it's the yeah. same exact amount and, of time. Yeah, from... so Dazed and Confused, when it was set, yep. like in the 60s, or 70s, 70s. to 1993, yeah. is the same time frame from now. And if we were looking, like if the movie was made today, it would be 2005. Right. That's <laughs> like, that hurts my uh-huh. brain. <laughs> that hurts That so hurts bad. my soul. I'm like, yes. oh my God. <laughs> I can't just, see how that's possible. I know. Just the passage of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Wake up one day and you're middle-aged and not cool anymore. <laughs> yep. We're all still cool, though. I used <laughs> to be with I'm it. I'm still relevant. Like, at night making a podcast. You know, that's cool, how right? Do you that's do, what the kids do. How do you do, do fellow kids? <laughs> so, Corey, I do have to say I'm proud of you. For what? You didn't just say, it was good. Oh, it was good. I you actually say had that. more to say, so good for you. I'm glad that you gave us a little more detail today. Well, you're welcome, I guess. But no, and I like both of you. Yes, I really like this episode. A lot of it, I think, is for the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. um, that Jess mentioned. You know, just kind of looking back to those bands and you know thinking of going to those types of festivals yeah. and things like that, the Warp tours, and you know, never went to Lollapalooza. Unfortunately, the one year I really wanted to go, and it was in Syracuse, and the Ramones were playing. Oh, man. And I was trying to make it happen, but I was just like, eh, I'll make it around. And then I think it was the end of that summer was when the Ramones announced. everybody died. Yeah. Just before that, because it was like the end of that summer, and then the Ramones announced that, like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Like, we're breaking up. And I was like, no. And then, of course, everyone started (laughs) dropping like flies. Everybody just started dying. Yeah. So that was a missed opportunity that I still regret to this day, but... Um, but yeah, so I, there's a lot of really funny moments in this. 
Um, I think I would say it's a little dated now, though. I mean, if you want to talk about dated, one of the stickers on my Chromebook. I'm so over Jordan Catalano. That's true. (laughs) Now, kids, that was another television show from the 90s. My so-called life. This like the same time period. And grief and a man with incredible hair. I bet all of those kids went to the hub. And then he became the Joker. Uh, started sending people dead he, cats and then animals he or formed a band. Yeah, and, yeah. And that was that was pretty popular, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were pretty mm. big. Now are, is this going to come out? Edelano to me. So in a couple years, is it going to come out that you? No, were I never. A I never listened to Thirty Seconds to Mars. <laughs> I don't I think I ever do that. listened to them purposely and or turned them no. off. I just didn't care. Yeah. No, I would That makes me that. cool, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah, what makes so, me cool. But no, I disliked it. It has everything that I'm looking for. It had some ridiculousness. It had a little bit of heart here and there. And now, like, it definitely has much deeper meaning to me, kind of looking back onto this, you know, kind of springboarding off of the whole original Facebook comment about, mm-hmm. you know, just looking back on it now and just being like, Okay, now I'm Homer. Yeah. I'm not saying that someone else is, you know, not with it and, Mm -hmm. you know, not being able to figure it out like my parents or whatnot. I'm that person now struggling with, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. and, you know, not realizing what's on, you know, what's hip and what's, you know, cool to listen to or watch or whatever. So I feel like we're better than most, but still there's a lot I'm sure we're missing. Yeah. 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 So for sure, <laughs> this episode definitely has a deeper meaning to me now, looking through it with adult eyes mm-hmm. rather than when I was younger. So, all right. So before we go here, um, Jess, you may be aware, maybe you're not. Uh, we also do an act four, which basically it just talks about anything that we're excited about, anything that we're looking forward to. You don't have to share anything, but if you have anything that you want to share, uh, you can feel free. I won't put you on the spot yet. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let Corey go first if you think of anything. Um, so, like, and a lot of times it's just, like, things that we're excited to watch or, you know, things like that. Recommendations, you know, things of that nature. Okay. So if you have anything, feel free, but don't feel obligated to okay. if you can't come up with anything. What you got this week? Hmm, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put me on the spot when you're like, Corey's going to go first. I'm like, who, me? I think you always go first for uh, this. I don't know if I do or if I don't. Timothy, please email us and let me know. Um, I don't know. I was watching American Horror Story, and it was real good until the Red Tide finale, and no Wait. spoilers. Wait, you're telling me an American Horror Story season didn't end well? Well, that story didn't end I'm still it mad it wasn't rushed. Killer. I'm still mad it wasn't Killer Mermaids. I was all excited. I thought it was going to be Killer Mermaids. <laughs> I love Killer Mermaids, and like, they were like, "Yeah, nope, nothing they can do is good now." Ooh, I know on Discovery Plus if I you knew have there was it. Something. Um, there's a show called The Curse of Chippendales, and I don't mean Chip <laughs> and Dale from Disney. I'm not saying they're cursed. Although. Watch out, John Mulaney and Andy, Andy Samberg. <laughs> We're going to be playing Chippendale. (laughs) But like Chippendales, you know, the guys who took their clothes off for your moms in the 80s. Like, and some messed up stuff happened, and I'm only on episode two. So if you like, 
80s nostalgia. And mullets. Slats, and mullets. mullets. Greasy mullets. <laughs> yes. And tons, ja- denim jackets. tons of porn stashes. <laughs> tons of them. As far as the eye can see, that's for you. It's really good, though. It's really interesting. Who knew it was that? Well, I mean, Coke. <laughs> it was a hell of a drug in the 80s. Because I was going to say, who knew it was that messed up? But Oh, I could imagine. I yes. guess he really had to think yeah. and be like, I, I yeah. Can, yeah. yeah. It was pretty messed up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you. Uh, for me, I think I'm going to go with, this came out a while ago. We're just kind of a little slow getting <laughs> to it. Um, but we just watched, um, so we've already, I think, I can't remember if I mentioned this already, but what if? the series on Disney Plus which is basically taking Marvel stories and you know what if something different happened and we just watched two today that I thought were really 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 well done I gotta catch up on that um so the the first one we watched was if T'Challa played Star-Lord oh and I'm not gonna give anything away or say anything that happened but it was kind of emotional because from what I've heard it is the last thing Chadwick Boseman did and they had a very nice tribute at the end where, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it to ended our with... our hero, our inspiration, and our friend. It ended with, to our hero, but yeah, there was a few things, and that Duh. ended with our hero, <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. Malteria. And But it was, very, it was actually very well done. Like I was kind of surprised how well um, structured it was. And then the next episode we watched after that has to do with a serial killer taking out all the Avengers. Did see that one. Yeah. Yes. So the That's Avengers never actually come together. Yes, because they And it's yes. really interesting what they do with it. And and also with the T'Challa one, the people that they put in his crew are not people you would expect. Right. And it's very interesting. Like again, I won't give anything away, but it was just like, huh. That was an interesting choice, but in a good way, you know, not in a bad way. So, so yeah, I'm excited to keep getting through that. Like I said, we've only gotten through the first three episodes, but so far I've been really happy. With I heard one has zombies. Going. I want to see the zombies. Yeah, there is. They kind of go with the uh, the Marvel zombies yeah. uh, comics. Maybe I'll watch that tonight after Mr. Boogeyman goes to work. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jess, do you have anything for Act 4? That Anything um, you're excited about? Anything excited you want to about talk Halloween, because yep. I'm an old goth kid. <laughs> and I get to wear, well, I was going to say I get to wear black, but let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I wear black all the time, even 4th of July. Um, <laughs> yeah, Halloween. I'm excited for Halloween and fall and all, you know, pumpkins and apples and all that stuff and mm-hmm. spookiness. Um I just got done watching Midnight Mass on Netflix, if you like spookiness. I've been hearing about that, yeah. That London was, watched that. It's very good, very Stephen-esque feeling, because it's like a big bad coming to another 90s tour from Buffy, a big bad coming <laughs> to a small town that used to be more populated than they were, and... Um, It was just good. Very Stephen King, very slow burn. Um, If you grew up Catholic, it would probably, it probably hits you a little different. Um, I was raised Roman Catholic. I'm a recovering, yeah, I'm a recovering Catholic, as I like to say. (laughs) Um, So it was, it was definitely interesting. Like, um, I won't ruin it, but there was one character that I feel like every church had. Um, And yeah, just... 
I don't want to go too much into it, but sure. mm-hmm. but uh, I thought it was very well done. Cool. Um, and I've been super excited to keep watching Doom Patrol because I love the ridiculous. Corey started watching. I started it. watching. Oh, I, it. I haven't gotten to it yet. But I, I plan love it. To. Brendan Fraser is yes. amazing as what is it, Cliff? Yes. 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 He's amazing. He's really good. And I love. Um, Oh, I can't. So now he's in like a suit, right? Yes. Like you he's... can't tell it's him. No, it's. You I... can tell it's him because. Right. Well, well this I, is definitely. Yes, like, I mean, like, you can't rhythms. see his face or anything like that. No, it's not like Encino Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we know? Is he actually in that costume or is it just I have his voice? no clue. I. Yeah, I'm just curious. I think it's just his voice, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I love he. <laughs> I love Cliff. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I know this is a family friendly show, but the way that he waves. You know, he weaves the vulgarities. Mm-hmm. Just always makes me laugh. <laughs> and uh, oh, what's the girl with the personalities? I forgot her name. I know who you're talking about, but Jane, baby Jane, maybe. Maybe she's really good. Oh God, I'm awful, but I really do love the show. I can't think because because I'm on the spot. That's why yep, I can't exactly. think of it. Exactly. But and she's... you'll be driving home and you're like, oh, that's, yeah, that's what it, it is. <laughs> or you'll be in bed tonight and think of yeah. it. Yeah, but she's awesome. Like I love. I'm a big psychology nerd and I've always loved split personalities and I think the idea of this you know split person with split personalities who has a special ability per personality is like awesome and amazing mm-hmm. right plus they have like wear butts and like crazy stuff like that and I think the last episode or one of the episodes they got farted out by a mule or something it's, <laughs> it's crazy so but I love it so all right yeah cool I'm excited about that well thank you all right, thanks for sharing. All right, so I think we're going to wrap this episode up, and uh, let's get out of here. So before we go, uh, just a quick reminder. Um, we haven't gotten an email in a while, so if you want to send us any questions, comments, concerns, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Tell me are, to go are, to hell. <laughs> yeah, are you, are you excited about Halloween? Like, what, what are your costume ideas? You know, what are you feeling? How you doing out there? Let's do a pulse check. So send us an email. Uh, so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Um, on Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook, you can find us at so it's come with the number two, this. And no Twitter still? Still no Twitter, no. We don't talk about it, so. And I'm as have to always, find out what's going on with the Twitter thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcast, or wherever you find your podcast. And while you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. All right. So without any further ado, let us say our goodbyes here. Jess, we'll start with you. Bye. Goodbye. Um, I haven't said anything sufficiently awkward to any of you um, yet. So we can I, keep it that I way. I hope you're all doing well and well in spirit and well in mind. And I hope um, you guys don't get any spooky visitors this Halloween. And um, I mean, ghost or poltergeist or things that'll just people coming in randomly breaking your dishes. I hope the purge doesn't happen or whereabouts. <laughs> That's pretty awkward. (laughs) And I love you all. And I would kiss you all if I could. But I can't. This is probably why we're not getting emails. I don't want to kiss that lady. I don't want to interact with them. She's weird. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Okay, bye. All right. And we will smell you later, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, everyone. Before we go here, I just realized in listening back to this episode that 
we forgot to thank our guest for appearing on this episode with us. So to our guest, Jessica Alvarez, thank you so much for your time and for everything you brought to this episode. We really appreciate it. It was a fun one to do. I'm glad that uh, you kind of brought it up and was so happy that we could finally make this work to have you on. So I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had recording it. Thank you again, Jess. (laughs) 